0: Tom Bernard show with our special guest. Ooh,
1: special! You can All right. introduce yourself. All right. our special Shane guest. Moss is joining us today Everybody from from Portland, Oregon. Uh, I'm at the Acme re- Recently moved. Yeah. Oh, the performing. <laughs> he's performing at the uh, iconic acme comedy club that's exactly right. uh two shows friday two shows saturday come out and get your yuck yucks that's what i <laughs> that's what i deliver is, You're I, I don't i don't like laughs you don't like laughs. Yeah. i like the yuck yucks okay we'll yeah. make
0: sure that people that go see you with yuck yeah yucks. also with us
2: co-host katherine brandt cassie schrader
0: Andy Brampernard and Mike Molina. So Catherine bought a bunch of stuff for Molina's going away party. It's his last day on the show. I fired him. Oh wow!
1: Oh. Fired him well, oh, that's that's fired Tuesday. All
0: right. Yeah.
1: Now he's moving to New York. Oh, so great. you
0: moved to Portland. He's moving to New York.
1: Yeah, I started in Boston uh, right. because I was like aiming for New York, and then had a friend moving to Boston. I was like close enough, and it ended up working out for me. But I always had big dreams of. Are uh, you going to New York City? Yep okay yeah i had big big apple dreams and then i and then i I spent some time there and changed my mind but (laughs) um, (laughs) tell you what we'll we'll, run a break and we'll be right back
0: shane moss is with us and we'll schmooze right after this tom bernard show (laughs) walls automotive group started in minnesota over 60 years ago most people know something about the Walzer way up front no haggle pricing work with one person from start to finish or the free lifetime powertrain warranty on most vehicles sold in minnesota Please don't say, tell him Tommy sent you, because it sounds fake, and I hate it. Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt Then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company, and they start
3: asking you questions or they try to settle your
0: case early and cheap. He's going to be performing at the royal wedding tomorrow. Is Alton uh, John, and I think Shane Moss is. Are you, gonna, are you in the room? No, you're. in
1: Acme, so you can't go. No, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna Skype in. Gonna do <laughs> it a, do a couple a of my idea. skits. Or sure. Like yeah. For, um, yeah. Sip over
0: there. Yeah. Are they going to be kooky and all that stuff? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Everyone's. Bye. Everyone's just going to love it. I'm going to have costumes. It. There's going to be characters. It's going to be amazing. Well, I guarantee Elton
0: John will have a costume. He loves costumes. Mm-hmm. Well, so he uh, yeah he's going to be there, and he actually is going to perform at the royal wedding too. We found that out that he will be performing. I mean, but
1: not you get Shane Moss and Elton John and your and your wedding. You know, you're you're doing pretty well and for not yourself. Sir Paul? Not certain
0: Paul McCartney. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he'll be there or not. I have no idea.
2: Oh, I'm sure he's invited. Yeah. I'm surprised he wouldn't be performing too.
0: Mick Jagger's
4: probably in. Jagger, yeah. Ringo, Ringo'll
0: probably be there. I don't know. I, I have no idea. But uh, she changed it up again. So yeah. So Prince Chuck can only walk her about ten feet. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> she not probably down the
2: de- Probably demanded that there was American music.
0: <laughs> they called it. Uh, by the way, Shane. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Shane. They called it uh, Meghan Markle's decision. A striking feminist statement.
1: What was the decision? I don't. I I have to apologize because um, I I don't really follow the royals. No, Uh, yeah, I don't. uh, I I used to have the royals kind of news feed (laughs) piping in (laughs) through my phone twenty four seven, and uh, it was it was just. It was too addictive. It was just too stressful, was, you know. What's going on with yeah. those royals this week? And it was, <laughs> I was always on the edge of my seat, and, and uh, I couldn't get much else done, right? You know, and uh, and so so you'll have to you'll have to fill me in. I've been a little. Well, I don't what, know either. What what's the, what what's the big political stance that the that the wedding is? Well, uh, apparently, made. the fact that
0: she's not going to be walked down the aisle is a striking feminist statement. Oh, because she can walk on
1: her own. Mm -hmm. Because she can walk on her own. That's exactly. Oh, look at women these days walking walking and everything. (laughs) All right, without assistance. Without assistance. (laughs) Okay, look at you, independent ladies.
2: <laughs> I wonder if she'll be smoking a Virginia Slim.
0: <laughs> Could be. Yeah. Virginia Slim.
1: they still sell those?
2: I don't know. Yes. They do.
1: Absolutely. You know what do I love about them? that? Uh, <laughs> no, I quit smoking cigarettes the last July, but yeah, I, I good quit. For you. I quit smoking for uh, three or four years one other time. So that's hard. Hopefully this. Uh, so I started again, and, and so hopefully this time it's. Uh, yeah. I mean, now it's been nine months. I don't have any. Uh, so nine or ten mi- I don't have any craving now when I see a smoker I'm like what is wrong with that it, it's just a,
5: how could you it's very Portland what, of you what, yeah and- no, and, in Portland uh, they smoke all the time. They do? Kids, really? are, like college age kids are smoking like mad.
1: Why? Where
5: why are you getting all this Portland information <laughs> from? What
1: is this? You have a lot of strong opinions about Portland. I don't
5: know if specific uh, <laughs> that's specifically specific to Portland, but Portland is a, per, a pretty young city and young people... Like to smoke again for some reason. Oh, no. That is trendy. Are young people smoking? <laughs> I think
3: again? with like the hipster crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
5: Really? What's well, the hipsters?
1: <laughs> well, You're
5: like, not. Yeah, a hipster, by young, right? I mean like, you know, 20 to 25. I'm not a hipster. No, no, you don't seem hipster.
1: I'm, uh, uh, my girlfriend, I would say, is a hippie. A hippie? Okay. Yeah, that's, that's different. different. That is different. Yeah, it yeah, is different. Not... Are you still hitting the bong, though? <laughs> the bong? Uh, no. I mean, if I do smoke weed, which is. Irregularly, at best. Oh, okay. Um, probably like twice a month, I have like a half a hit of really? of, uh, of marijuana and nervously wait to see if I freak out or not. Like I <laughs> I used to own a bu- when I was uh, when I was. Uh, Seventeen years old, I had a six foot bong. Uh, we used to we used to drive around. I'm I'm from uh, I'm from outside of La Crosse, Wisconsin, we used to drive around in the bl- bluffs in my car with a six foot bong in it. Someone would have to be smoking it in the back seat, and you'd have to light it in the front seat. Oh my god! It's so ridiculous! This is just like what I mean. That's part of when something's illegal. That is the sort of stupid behavior. Yes. Because it's yes. like so dangerous you know now like i live in uh just outside of portland and vancouver washington and both washington and oregon have just completely legal marijuana and Mm -hmm. it's just boring like just no no one cares no (laughs) no No 90 percent
5: of weed culture is like about breaking the law yeah very much so
1: and so it's yeah but uh i i do i actually uh today have um tickets go on sale for a documentary i made last really? year it's uh, premiering at a film festival called dances with films in l.a uh, and it's a documentary called Psychonautics, a comics exploration into psychedelics, and so Ooh. I do I, I cover uh, not marijuana but other. Yeah, because uh, marijuana is technically not. Is it psychedelic? It can be if you if you like eat a lot of edibles, you can have a psychedelic experience on mm. marijuana, and it's not. It's never a pleasant one. I've had those, mm. and there's nope. never <coughs> anything like enjoyable. No, I mean, no, it's, uh... no, it, it's it's usually like. I mean, I used to, I I remember I used to, you know, have a little, I'd have some marijuana and like be a little silly and get out of my head and play video games. And it was a, it was a wonderful time. And now I, now I have like one hit of weed and I'm like, I got
4: to do my taxes, well. you know, it's, a,
1: it's the opposite of what you would want in a drug. You brought um, it
4: up when you guys went to Vegas with the KQ morning show where oh, it's like yeah. if you, you I know, take people. one and it doesn't hit you right away and you wait an hour and oh, you're like, man. then you start, you know.
1: Yeah, I gotta say, I'm I'm not a fan. I don't mean to, because there's definitely um, the the psychedelic community and the stoner community. There's some overlap there for sure. Yeah, but yeah, not as that. much as you'd think. No. There's a lot more because the, the the documentary was more based on the kind of um, Johns Hopkins studies and kind of scientific research going on um, in in those realms with uh, you know MDMA being treated for. P- uh, being used as a treatment for ptsd and Mm -hmm. that sort of thing oh yeah right and um and so you know it was meant to be uh um you know exploring kind of the research and and not so much just doing them recreationally um do you think
2: that pot affects you differently now because just so much stronger or
1: maybe uh yeah i mean i mean you can always smoke less i do remember when i got my my marijuana card when I was living I lived in LA for uh, years that's where I moved from to Portland um, and it was exciting even though I wasn't I haven't I haven't been that much of a fan of marijuana in, in many years now. But I, I remember being excited when I got my card, and I remember going into the dispensary, and it's just this amazing, like, candy oh, shop yeah, yeah. Of, of high school Shane's dreams, and I'm just like, like... It was like for my high school self, I went in there and was like, give me all the best of everything that you have, and price is no object, and and uh, and I... It was kind of awful because i would have one hit of you know the super skywalker or whatever (laughs) and um (laughs) and then uh it was and i was just incapacitated and there was like really nothing fun about it Mm. and and but now so then i learned to just you you go there's like a big jar of of shake when they trim the there's just like a bunch of shake that falls out that they just all combine into uh like a, a big jar that you can mm-hmm. get grams for really really cheap and have uh, i'd have like a little bit of that and that was fun so I, now it's like the worse the weed it, like when i was in high school you'd have to like pick out the beans and the stems and right, you know, right. All that. Yep. And, and it was always uh like sometimes it, it didn't do much of anything to you, and you're trying to get the best stuff possible. And now, if you're going into a dispenser, you should just ask for like the least potent. Oh yeah, oh, absolutely. For, yeah.
5: Could you just light this a block away, and then I'll go? <laughs> yeah, I okay, there we go. That's what Molina was talking yes. about.
1: We,
0: uh, up until this past year, doing two shows a year in Vegas, uh, uh, for the last eighteen years. Mm-hmm. Then I got tired of doing shows at three o'clock in the morning, and it's like, yeah, okay, I don't want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, but I told people if you go to the dispensary, the Grove is right across from UNLV in Vegas, uh-huh. and it's a it's a dispensary. They do a nice job. I I like ten milligrams of indica because it makes me sleep really well. Yeah. You know, it's really good for sleep. Uh-huh. But I I told people in the audience, I said if you've never done. If uh, you never smoked pot, if you've never had pot before, and if you take 10 grams of it, don't if like even two hours from now, if it's done nothing, don't take another one, because it's not a good idea. Yeah. And s- several people didn't listen to me. Yeah, yeah, that's the
1: uh, the age old <laughs> the age old <laughs> it mistake is it's the few too many edibles that can happen. Or if
4: someone screws it up. Because back in college, it was the only time I had an edible. And the girl making them, of course, was a big pothead. And she screwed Mm. up. She made two pans of brownies. And they were supposed to be special brownies. Well, she put all the weed in one pan. And there was a regular pan of brownies. And, of course, I had one brownie from the overloaded pan and uh, was yeah
1: well that's the problem and then uh, you know you have the the, the uh you, you know the the pan is uneven in yep. the rack or whatever yep. and, <laughs> oh yeah and all yeah. the all the butter goes into one <laughs> corner so in the end, and then you have that one and you just start tripping yeah it's i yeah i mean i'm i don't know i i'm i'm very cautious when i have oh, I uh, when i have weed now i I mean, like psilocybin mushrooms, I, I respond well to, and I find them to be a nice creative aid and very therapeutic, and it's helped with depression and all of that. Uh, so I'm I'm actually way more scared of uh, marijuana than I am of, of uh, so something that most people would consider to be a more powerful experience, which is mushrooms. <laughs> tell me more about your movie. I want to hear about it. So it. it debuts when? uh it debuts june 15th june 15th just the, the historic man's chinese theater Ooh. yeah That'd and very nice so uh so yes tickets went on sale today so hopefully hopefully filling the theater and you know it's it's in la so you know we're hoping a bunch of the distributors and right, right. that sort of thing will come out and hopefully we'll uh, we'll get a nice distribution deal uh, with it, all that happened was I've been doing themed shows for years. With mm-hmm. uh, I have a science podcast called Here We Are, and I interview uh, a lot of like neuroscientists and psychologists and well, behavioral be economics people. Yeah, yeah. I did four uh, different ones while I was in town here. We did one on uh, AI, another one on um, social networks and privacy and that sort of thing. We did another one on uh, boredom, like why we get bored and how how you can change it and uh what was i forget what the subject of the other podcast was i've had a busy
2: week yeah
1: it's a lot yeah. to remember exactly <laughs> so that's the kind of thing you know it's all over the place we had an episode on dung beetles recently it's it's so i i get to i get to learn all sorts of uh of fun interesting things but i put a lot of that into my stand-up I, so someone comes and sees me in act me i have a lot of jokes about kind of perception and consciousness and wh- why we make the decisions that we do usually that you i just have like really fancy uh, uh sex jokes basically
0: yeah. the same <laughs> but they're fancy so yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: yeah um and and so uh, this is so i had a. Uh, I had a, a special called mating season that was all kind of about the evolution of mating behavior and animal mating behavior and how it relates to humans and then I had a, a CD about breaking my feet and the, the um, why we experience negative emotions and remember negative things that, uh, more saliently than than positive things and that so i i've I've, uh, I've liked doing these theme things and I put together the show about psychedelics because there was something that was beneficial to me and I had all these jokes about it and you can't just drop a bunch of material about psychedelics on an unsuspecting not audience. You'll, not you'll it. get, it's not relatable for a lot of people right. there's a lot of stigma attached and and i just wouldn't want to do that to someone that yeah i mean if i walked into a show and didn't know like someone was doing an entire show about football or whatever and, right. and I was like well you know yeah. it might be funny but it's just not what I want to hear right, about for an right, hour right. and so i started doing this show in like little indie venues and marketing it and it really it was just an excuse to you know it's really hard to market a show like hey come out and have some laughs about how the brain works. Like, well, but I would, see, I would love oh, that. Oh, good. I, well, would, see, well, I would absolutely I, love I, it. Well, see, maybe that's just me being cynical and pessimistic, because hopefully in no, the future I will be able to <laughs> market a show like that. But but it turns out that people are really up for hearing about, uh, <laughs> about psychedelics, and, yeah. and there's a bit yeah. of a renaissance happening right now. And so this was actually, it started as just a way of me tricking people into a show so i could talk <laughs> about perception and consciousness in an mm-hmm. interesting way um and my act can be a, a sometimes a hair more like ted talky uh but well,
0: well, the there's Senate nothing wrong to, with that
1: either yeah i mean i think it's kind of the time for it and those things are kind of yep. taking off so this show ended up blowing up i ended up doing a 111 city tour about it really? and, yeah. and uh and that's that's how someone contacted me to do uh this documentary and and um, yeah the rest was history. I can I can tell you more about what happened right, during the documentary and stuff. Absolutely. Back, we'll be back in two
0: minutes. Tom Bernard show. This is Tom for Flow. For the past thirty five years, Flow's passion to invent a better way has created some of the finest recreational products available. Flow's Cargo Max trailer line is a perfect example of their innovation. This trailer is redefining the utility trailer industry. They start with a strong aluminum frame, and then add a thermoform polymer bed. It gives you a nearly indestructible one-piece trailer body. And since it's molded, it adds style that the trailer industry has never seen. They even beat it with a large sledgehammer at 20 below zero to prove how tough it is. Best of all, you'll never worry about dents, rust, rot, or paint. Visit their website at FLOEINTL.com to find your local dealer and to see videos of this unique trailer, including... A video showing hockey star Ryan Souter shooting pucks at it, trying to break it. You'll quickly see how Flow has earned the reputation for quality products and offering you more for your money. Flow, a better way. It's Tom telling you how easy it's been for me to lose weight on the nutrimost Weight Loss Plan, and now you can find out how to have success losing weight at nutrimost Twin Cities in Plymouth, just like me, at their free informational dinner on Monday, June 18th, 6 p.m. at Jake's in Plymouth. Those unwanted pounds will melt away really, really fast. I've lost about 50 pounds now at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth after being educated on clean eating, finding out what foods my body prefers, and I now know the foods that are weight gain triggers. As I've said over and over again, the Nutramost weight loss plan is so easy, and they guarantee that you lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food, and I'm never hungry. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth has helped me change my life. And I know they can help you, too. Call now to register for the nutrimost Twin Cities and Plymouth dinner on June 18th. To register, call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. I don't
5: care what you say anymore. This is my...
0: Moving to New York. This is my life.
4: Is that why you're playing that? Ah, uh, you know, figure my last day, I might as well play some of my favorites. You going to Myalino? Ah, uh, definitely. Gramercy Hotel. Gramercy Hotel, Don't to Bring
2: all your money. <laughs> yeah,
0: bring all your money. with Bring you. all
2: your money and your friend's money
0: too. <laughs> yes,
4: and bring your friend's yeah. money too. And a change of clothes, because I figured i would be doing dishes in the back. Yeah.
0: That's possible. Yeah, just get a job it's, there so you can eat. It is phenomenal, though. I mean, it's a Myalino is an Italian it is restaurant in the Gramercy Hotel in New good. York. Huh. It is amazing.
1: I How like a I like a fancy restaurant. Mm-hmm. It's I, very it's, good. Yeah, it is Boy, very what good What are you too. paying for a meal there? Yeah.
2: I bet you can't get out of there without spending 125
1: a person. Oh, okay.
4: Now, is, that the, is that the place <laughs> where, where Alex discovered I'm, her love of Italian Reds? Where she got really upset. It was no, no Okay. No, no, that was she
2: just Dan. with Dan someplace. She had an Italian red wine and got really <sighs> angry for saying
4: reason. Oh, our like,
5: daughter. And you know, that's, that's Alex. You she, know, she did it again. She had an that's Italian red there.
2: again and got had the same reaction. We're so
4: hilarious because Alex is one of the nicest people. I, I've never seen her mad. Oh God, when she gets mad, she's such a pain in the ass. <laughs> <end.
5: Unbelievable. laughs> she's mad at our me. All she the She starts
0: it all up. I guess. Oh God, it's just it's.
5: I know okay. everything, and you know nothing. That' isn't so break. bad. Uh, the spaghetti, it's like $25, 30 mm. For spaghetti, 30 bucks is... Is that ma-
4: the pasta negra? No. Pasta negra. I wonder if they
5: do have that. doesn't look <laughs> like it. Uh,
0: that's a Yelp oh, wait, yes, review. Yes, they do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was Yelp. <laughs> we, Catherine uh, and I have some interest in, in, in restaurants. and oh. <sighs> I looked at Yelp one time, in one of the places that we were involved in, it's an Italian place, And the woman, she was a 19-year-old woman, and she said, I hated it. It was horrible. I ordered the pasta negre, and when it came, it was black. (laughs) Uh -uh. Well... I don't uh, know if you know what the word negere means, she but clearly um, did not know. she clearly did not know what that word meant.
2: Uh, and here's a hint. Wow. When you're at a restaurant wow, wow, and you wow. don't know what some of the words mean, you can ask, you can ask the, the yeah. server and or they will tell you. Or just don't
5: order that thing. <laughs> I mean, as far ask. as she knew, it could have meant like, you know, pig intestine.
1: I get excited <laughs> when there's
5: a thing that I don't Yeah. Oh, yeah. I uh, understand Yeah. I'm, yep. I'm an adventurous eater.
1: I mean, the, the, like uh, going, going out to eat is... is like uh, one of my favorite pastimes i'm on the road all the time yeah. so like yeah. i'm either just stuck in my hotel you know doing nothing or if i do want to go out and see the town a little bit i look up a nice restaurant and you know the the, the cool part of town or whatever are you right. staying I'm in the right. north loop um i'm i'm like two blocks from acme so that's yeah, the north, north loop. Yeah. so yeah
2: you should hit up uh la grassa
1: La Grasse, okay. I'll, yeah, I'll food. check that out. My parents are coming in because I'm I'm from oh. outside of La Crosse, Wisconsin. Mm. Uh, you know, oh, originally, and so and my parents are coming in tonight. And so, Tom, I'll have
2: to hook you up though. It's hard be to get wonderful. In there you uh, go I was also
1: told five. the the art World I should do, I should go to art or what is it? Art a world or oh, uh, art a I don't know what that is. Some some sort of thing happened this know. weekend. I don't know. Oh, the art
0: World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, you it mean is the art Art-a-world, Yeah, art world Yeah,
4: northeast. Yeah, oh, the oh, world, yeah, northeast. Yeah. That's yeah. right up there.
0: That's too. you'll love Northeast. Northeast mm-hmm. is a very, is a very, it's a great new neighborhood. It was very it's blue collar. Like I <laughs> gotta <laughs> write down this uh,
1: the name of this uh, restaurant. I'll ask you again afterwards. Okay, okay.
0: okay. but Northeast uh, Minneapolis was built this way. All, all the business was downtown, mm-hmm. and then the manufacturing kind of circled downtown, and the immediate areas like the northeast side of of Minneapolis this is where all the workers lived. And then the next suburb was where all the like foremen and you know kind of middling management people lived, mm-hmm. and it literally layered all the way out until the owners lived out in a place called North Oaks. I mean, it's everybody had no matter wherever you were in in that the the strata of of, of workers, you lived in that neighborhood, and mm-hmm. that's just how it was. Now Northeast, where the blue collar people used to live, is now pretty pretty artsy, mm-hmm. right? But it's really good. Mm -hmm. A lot of really good restaurants, a lot of very interesting things to see. Hmm. Absolutely. So I want to talk to you. So you did a podcast
1: about social media. Uh, this week, yeah, I mean, we've done a couple on social media. It's definitely not my uh, area of expertise or anything like that. But um, one thing I do like is uh, pretending like I know about stuff. So I'm so I'm happy. Uh, I'm happy to uh, no, act just mean, like I'm an expert. Well, I haven't been um, on it in over five years, so really, no,
0: I, I just couldn't do it. I literally ran out that's, of ways to tell people to go
1: after themselves. So. Yeah, that, well, that's great. I couldn't great. do it. I couldn't uh, that's, do it. I'm, you're my hero. I'm gonna. I wanted. I wanted the i want to get on the uh tom bernard social media train of, <laughs> of no train seriously <laughs> uh, uh, yeah that's, everybody's that's a tough guy everybody's yeah. a tough guy and everybody's especially got especially when they have like no avatar and they're completely <laughs> anonymous that's when you can be super tough yeah. oh yeah then they're really
0: tough i want to
1: i want to I, I was thinking this during my um podcast the other day when we were talking about it i was like i want to I want to find the internet. I want to have like a TV show where we find the internet trolls and then Ooh. everyone that they um, trolled shows oh, up at their, their house or wherever so they're so living. Good of course. Good idea. Yeah. It's kind of like
3: yeah. cheaters, yeah. but for yeah, yeah,
1: social
4: yeah.
0: media, that, that would their be. their parents' good. house. Right. I like that line. Uh, yeah. Because yeah, I, I know they do have their own house. Uh, yeah.
5: <laughs> I think you'll find that 80% of internet trolls are like under the age of 18. Yeah, I think so. It's almost all kids. Yeah, really. Yeah. Well, Definitely. I mean, I mean, that would
1: certainly. Uh, I kind of assume the same thing, and that certainly makes me feel better about it. To be like, oh, that's just some dumb fourteen-year-old, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's, yeah. It's well, that's true. To take a person. I actually, when when uh, when you know, it's one thing to you know read your YouTube comments, and somebody is like. This guy's gay or whatever. They're <laughs> stupid, like you know, fourteen-year-old thing. Mm-hmm. Like YouTube's that, 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 that rolls right off. But what you know, you know the things that cut deep is when someone like offers uh, like a really um, almost constructive criticism, but like a really well-written criticism of like a I joke of mine or something. That I'm like. Uh, Damn it, they're kind of right. <laughs> Those are the ones that sting a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I, 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 we kind of talked about uh, because for a lot of uh, for a lot of academics, um, this the internet is a uh, goldmine of of data. I mean, mm-hmm. and, uh, a lot of anthropologists uh, yeah. through history have had to travel to you know some faraway land to camp out in mosquito nets, you know, and and try to, like, uh, pretend like they weren't interfering with, like, a family eating dinner and, <laughs> like, everyone was acting naturally or whatever. And, and and now anthropologists can go and just mine all of this data from people's right. uh, mm-hmm. activities. So it's really interesting from that standpoint yeah. and, the, and can be a little scary from uh, the standpoint of marketing and that sort of thing. So there's, I mean, one thing that I didn't realize... Um, Facebook was doing back in the day was uh, I mean with the, the Cambridge analytic thing and everything yep. they yep. have the uh, so when you sign up for an app um, that app has access to all of your data and information but what I didn't realize was that if uh, someone that you're friends with signs up for an yeah. app that app has access to your data so your friend wants to find out what sex in the city character they are or whatever. So they click agree. <laughs> and then Facebook has access to my data yeah, that's because someone I yeah, don't even that's know. That's scary stuff. So, and, yeah. And, uh, that doesn't seem yeah, right. So it's, it's, uh, they've, they've since changed that practice, I believe. And, there, and then there was, I mean, this. I think it started with, uh, you know, not, not in like a, malicious or like conspiratorial kind of thing i think there was early on there was a lot of like legitimate reasons for doing this and understanding the user better and Mm -hmm. and creating a better platform and and i think it's just gotten out of hand and and then now they're having to reevaluate everything and i I mean and no one if you i don't i don't really i'm not a news person i don't really follow the news i just find it irritating in general but yes um, but i i caught like two minutes of the of the hearing with Zuckerberg, and it's—I mean—the policymakers aren't even informed enough about the topic to know the right questions, questions to, to be more yep. informed about. Yeah. The, so it's—I mean, like what? How, like, what kind of policies are we going to create? The policy makers would have no idea
4: what yeah, policies they I was watching a little bit create. of that when Zuckerberg I mean, was testifying. And it yeah. was like all these 60- and 70-year-old senators. Yeah, there. I know. Yeah. It's like, why yeah. are they up there questioning yeah. this guy?
1: Yeah.
0: How about that guy, was it yesterday, tried to make some comments on, uh, on uh, climate change? He said, the reason the oceans are rising... Is because of river runoff and waves coming up on shore and dragging sand back yeah. in mm-hmm. to the ocean, and, and that's why the oceans are rising.
2: And rocks, rocks, and are rocks. falling into the ocean. Rocks falling yeah, into the ocean.
0: ocean, that's why. No, no, that's no. what he said. No. And they yeah. said, eh, it's yeah. got very little to do with it. Might have a little bit to do with it, but <laughs> yeah. it's got very little to do with it. Oh. But things will, there's an ebb and flow to everything. And here's the problem that I have, and I was just talking to uh, Alan Shapiro. who oh, has got an office right down the hall. About the fact that we can't kind of meet in the middle on anything—that either you're right or I'm right—and mm-hmm. we hate one another.
2: So you so, met yeah. this guy. You met this guy, and in eight <clears throat> minutes, you got into that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow.
0: Yeah. He's a, "Well, he's—he's an—I'm an—I'm a Catholic radio mm-hmm. announcer,
1: and he's a Jewish lawyer. So it's the natural thing."
2: Ah, I see.
1: Yeah, there's uh, one of the one of the interesting studies that was mentioned on my podcast and came out a few years ago was they they put out uh uh they analyzed you know the the kind of uh most um inaccurate stories of you know oh yeah fakest news or whatever and and uh and those those stories travel the fastest and and the furthest because they're just they're simply. They're simply more interesting than reality is. is, Reality's reality's fairly boring. (laughs) I I mean, that's that's why that's why the news is the the way that it is. I mean, the real news of what's happened today is is that, you know, I I drove around, I went and got lunch, and then I like (laughs) came here without getting in a car crash, and it was a it was a, a incident free day, like. Most every other person's day on (laughs) earth but there's nothing interesting about that and you want to in in your ratings driven um program and so you know you want to scare people into you know there's a shark attack in australia so stay out of the water everywhere there's just sharks jumping out everywhere and and so it gets in people's heads and people think that this is this is an accurate perception of reality and it's it's not they're usually statistical anomalies that are played up for for ratings.
0: And- so I have to ask you a question about that. Do you think the fact that on ABC, NBC, and CBS, Catherine and I were watching the news the other night, and I don't remember if it was on ABC, NBC, or CBS. 17 of the 20 commercials we saw were for pharmaceuticals.
1: No, yeah.
0: Do see, you that's think? Incredible. Now, see what yeah. I'm saying? So I'm going to tell you there are shark attacks going on everywhere because you should probably take some sleep medications, yeah. some anti-anxiety medications. Right. Now, that bothers me that they're owned by the pharmaceutical. Well, what else company. was yeah. interesting
2: about that is it, it, the the story why we started watching that was that Trump had come on the air and said that he wanted to reduce the cost of pharmaceuticals for the American people. Right,
0: right. So
2: that was the news story. Yeah. So you would think that the pharmaceutical companies would maybe back off and not want their commercials on right after being, you know, basically <laughs> you called rip-off artists, which yeah. I'm sorry, they are. Yeah, uh, yeah. Nope. 17. 17 in a row. 17 out of 20
0: <laughs> commercials were for pharmaceuticals. Yeah. I, although I will tell you, one was for dogs and one was for cats. Mm-hmm.
1: The oh, other 15 right. were for humans. For,
2: yeah, Fleas and heartworm <laughs> or something. Yeah.
1: yeah it's. <laughs> It's. Uh, but it's I, I'm. I'm. I'm pretty scared of the pharmaceutical. I mean, there's, oh, yeah. there's just the the way in which um, you know pharmaceuticals uh, kind of evolve is just in the in the same way that evolution of anything works, which is people people assume they're they're like getting better and better or mm-hmm. more more and more. Uh, better for you and for your wellness right. and what and that's not that's yeah. just simply like not the criteria that is popularizing no. these no. things there's profit margins and you know factoring in uh, how much publicity uh you know whatever death or unwanted effect is going to have and that's that's the kind of criteria being yeah. it, it's kind of to the benefit if they're a little addictive too or if I oh I yeah. had to go on a, oh um, yeah. I had to go on a um uh, mood stabilizers for uh a little while and um and getting off of them was uh was one of the hardest things that I've ever done in my life and I was I was on them for like a month or two and getting off of them was just oh like nothing but suicidal really? thoughts for like oh, two months straight kidding. oh god that's was not awful. good yeah that is And, not and good that's news. not to like deter because some of these things are... That, that's the tricky thing, too. Some of these things are yes. well-studied and have benefits and are yep. necessary for people in the right situations. Right. And that's the worst thing about all of it, is that yep. the real people do need real solutions, yep. and, and they're using that to take advantage of a lot of other people. I want to hear more about that because we might learn something.
0: We'll be right back with Shane Moss. He is at Acme tonight, tomorrow night, 8 and 10, 30. Back, Tom Show. Chris Lindahl's here talk about people wanting to sell their homes, but uh, the problem is they don't know where they're going to go. That's
1: right. Yeah. The biggest challenge right now is, you know, you can sell your house and you can sell your house for more money
4: with the Chris Lindahl team. The issue is, is where are going to go? You know, are you going to move in with your parents, your grandparents? Are you going to have a hotel? townhome for temporary housing, or are you going to move in with Tom?
0: Well, they're not going to move in with me. They might move in with Chris, though, ladies and gentlemen. That's K-R-I-S, by the way. We have to reach right out to him. Where are they going to go?
1: Yeah, so we have a you-don't-have-to-move-twice guarantee, where there's, there's five steps that we take at the Chris Lindahl team, where we put those things in your contract when we represent you so that you're protected, so you don't move twice. You're in control because you're the seller, and when you find a property, then you sell. It's
0: a wonderful thing. So you've got the answer.
4: I have the answer.
0: Here we go. (laughs) That's why they're America's number one REMAX results team. We'll give the first five callers a free copy of Chris's number one best-selling book, Sold. ChrisLindahl.com, or you can call 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Saber Techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Saber's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Saber Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Shane Moss at Acme tonight, tomorrow night, 8 and 10 30, both nights, as a matter of fact. So, you talked about taking mood stabilizers and then yeah, getting actually, off them.
1: Yeah, I actually. And he's wearing a was, TR right now, by the way. Yeah, right? yeah. I, yeah. I was <laughs> I was making this documentary about psychedelics, and we, we were on a low budget and had a short amount of time uh, to to make it. And so, and, and I was doing like. Uh, you know, we are capturing ketamine treatments and ayahuasca oh, yeah. ceremonies and all yeah. that. And so I did. Uh, usually, you do a psychedelic once to one or you know two or three times a year or something like that. And the integration process is is uh, to be respected. And and uh, and I was just kind of pushing it and and went uh, overboard with. Um, with doing too many too soon and uh, lost my mind a little bit and so you was, really? so it was interesting it ended up kind of making the documentary a lot more balanced because we weren't just you know singing the praises right, and saying that right. and so so people also get to see that you know things can go things can go wrong with these things as well and it's and it's something to be respected and hopefully they'll be in a clinical setting with professionals administering right. the moon day um and so so yeah i, I had a uh I, and i'm uh i'm bipolar um and i was bipolar two which is uh, the ones kind of the extreme version of bipolar uh and uh and uh heavy uh psychedelic use and over last summer bumped me up to bipolar one and, uh, and I had an extreme manic episode where I didn't sleep for about three weeks.
2: Oh, and, uh, man.
1: And, and then I had to go, that's when I had to go on mood stabilizers. You're lucky you well, didn't die. That's uh.
2: what's scary about, um, psychedelics though, right? Because you can have underlying
1: yeah, you can disorders, have underlying mental
2: disorders, and it won't manifest until you take psychedelics
1: that's potentially something that can happen they so don't uh, they don't totally know and and that's um that's i mean this is part of the importance of studying uh them which is you know something like if you use cocaine for example because i'm i'm not in any way pro-cocaine I would, mm-hmm. i'm anti-cocaine but scientists use cocaine to study addiction all of the time they're, they're one of the uh, most highly used research uh, drugs because there's benefits in understanding what it's doing to the brain. But psychedelics are a schedule one drug, uh, which doesn't deter use or increase penalties or anything. All that it does is make it so researchers can't test them and see what they're doing. And so I, I'm i just an advocate for psychedelic research. It's, it's, it's easier to administer. Um, uh cocaine and pills and everything else to humans than it is to sure. test a uh, psychedelic on rats and so that's kind of the point that uh we're trying to make with the document but not that and not that people should go out doing them all rec- recreationally and that things can't go wrong i'm actually kind of against doing them in uh in like festival party situations i think yeah. they're a meditative therapeutic aid but but, um, but yeah, I'm obviously biased. They've been, I've had 21 years of having, a, a really beneficial effect for my, um, um, for my depressed states that I, when you're bipolar too, it's mostly, um, it's mostly de- the depression. Uh, the, the mania only comes around once in a great while, but the depression is, uh, is more chronic. And so, uh, that's psychedelics have been something that have, have been more effective than anything else that I've found. Not that I'm saying there for everybody, but you know.
5: right.
2: Uh, so lithium isn't the drug of choice now for bipolar disorder.
5: Not um, for a while.
2: Oh really? Because I thought that was why people were were bipolar because you're missing a, a, a salt, right? Lithium's a salt in your brain. Well, no, it's time. that simple. Well, it's, for, it's in around there. I mean, it's not too far off. Well, Lithium's they don't really. Because a friend of mine who's bipolar, that's what she said.
5: Mm. Well, but how long ago was that?
1: I don't know. Yeah. No,
5: Yesterday. they still use lithium. They were going to put me on lithium last year, and then okay. I
1: opted out of it. Okay. So, but it but, yeah. really helped well, because her.
5: you uh, responded poorly to the uh, mood stabilizers. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. they're not the first line of treatment, but it's still in use. Yeah. It just lithium has a lot of not great side effects. Is the All problem? Hmm. Right. No.
1: Yeah. Like, I, I think that they're probably very helpful for a lot of people. <clears throat>
5: they weren't for me. Oh, yeah, if you need it, then yeah, you should mm. probably take it.
0: So how long? Okay, say so they take you off the uh, the mood stabilizers, mm-hmm. and you said how long were you suicidal? Mm, about two months. Two months—a
2: long time. Yeah. How
0: did you get through sixty days of suicidal? <laughs> did songs? you
2: know what it was? I mean, did you yeah, know yeah, it was what yeah, I know.
1: Oh, going so you on. knew what was going so. on? Yeah, I mean. It was. Uh, so you could I mean, manage
2: it, or did you need to?
1: Yeah, no, I was okay. able to manage okay. it. I mean, I'm I'm not necessarily a stranger to suicidal thoughts anyway. Just not not that extreme and for that consistent and for so long and and so uh so yeah. I, I mean, I knew how to manage it. Okay. I, I write a lot of uh I write a lot of my best material when I'm in my depressed states. Well, that's and so what I was going to ask you. I was you. kind of writing my way through it. I think yeah. a lot of people Don't you think most Really creative
0: people do have suicidal thoughts.
1: Yeah, I mean, because they don't fit in. Well, there's also a lot of uh, there. There's a lot to do with um, with just being introspective so there's right. there's uh, like i had a i had a podcast this guy wrote a book called the secret lives of pronouns and s- analyzing the different pronouns like i we you them you know <laughs> words that you don't even notice people using you're not really conscious of um and but you can you can put in a computer pro, uh, algorithm they did a study where they they took uh they took all of these various like very dark poets these uh, um, these like very depressed poets and half of them had killed themselves and the other half hadn't and they put their poetry into these computer algorithms and the computers were better than chance able to guess which ones had killed mm. themselves really? and which weren't mm. and one of the main criteria is that uh, exceptionally depressed people will will say i and me mm-hmm. too much and so that's actually really? something that that therapist will sometimes if they catch you, you saying i or me they'll be like well what do you think the effect is on your family or or other people or if they hear you like blaming others way too much then they have you kind of focus on yourself for a while the idea is you're yeah, your your brain giving your brain a more holistic picture of, of reality is mm. uh, gives it a lot more information to work with that's and creates I a like healthier that. person. That's what scares me about
0: social media because I think people are becoming much more introspective mm-hmm. uh, and then taking that and just puking it out all over the yeah. world I think that's very very harmful. I yeah. really do it, it's it's giving them instead of dealing with their own stuff, they get to blame it all on you through social media. Yeah. That's not good. It's, it's it's not healthy. Right. I don't think it's healthy at all. As a matter of fact, I just.
1: Uh... I mean, I just from a from a practical standpoint, I I started using social media. I, you know, when I started, I caught breaks really early on and was very fortunate. But part of the reason was I was a, I was at the time a very. Uh, a prolific and unique joke writer, and, mm-hmm. because, and most of that was about brainstorming, writing jokes, trial and error, and tweaking things, and editing things over time, and letting things marinate for a while, and then, and then the better idea clicks into place when you're in the shower one day, or whatever it might be. And now, and then, social media came around, and the first half-baked idea that I'd have, I'd put it out on social mm. media, and then it, like the process was kind of done, you know. And so, yeah. and so, it's it's like the the the. Uh, the cake was never done baking and it, it kind of ruined my um my creativity and I was writing less intelligent material until I that like, kind of became aware. So now if you if you take that so that's that's all well and good when you have uh someone who's uh a comedian, you know, uh, up on stage like peddling a few extra drinks to people on a night right. you know, there's not right. not a big you know, there's not there's not any huge harm to society by me being slightly less funny. But then, if you have um, a, a world full of our leaders, which are now rather than sitting and critically thinking about, you know, how to create policy and how to present these ideas to the public, you're just. Firing off the first thought that pops. Yeah, in your I don't head. like that at all. Um, I don't like yeah. that at all It's 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 dangerous. I think. I think it's pretty dangerous and I think it's not allowing uh, the the uh, subconscious world to to really do what it does and and take some of those initial ideas and turn them into something more productive and and well thought out and creative but uh, and so that's and that's not that's not to pick on any one politician. It seems like they're all doing that now. Yeah, they but, are all doing and, it and exactly they, right they need that. they need attention. Well, they need votes. And yeah. they're
2: reactionary. But, Everybody's yeah. so reactionary. Well,
5: they could have been like that the whole time, but how would we know? Right. Yeah, because we didn't have we didn't have the platform. Yeah, we didn't that's have instant true. access to their thoughts twenty four hours a day. So you know, which we don't. Maybe do. it's not them that changed. It's just the uh, way they communicate that changed. Mm-hmm. That's a possibility. You know, people are fundamentally like that, I think. Yeah. You think people want to be mean and? A lot of them, yeah. Make them feel true. powerful.
0: But how do they feel powerful when actually they're hiding? That's what, That's the part that I don't understand. But I, you know, where I grew up and the fact that I, you know, was a pretty big guy and very muscular when I was a kid
1: that you actually did feel powerful because you were, mm. you know? I, by the way, I could hear about a young Tom Bernard's body all day long. I could... <laughs>
0: laugh it up, Shane!
1: <laughs> I used to like Shane until just now.
0: No, I, I, it, it, but it was just a situation where I was yeah. around a lot of people right. that were very powerful, right, very right. tough people, right. whether they were boxers or... Um, there wasn't a whole lot of MMA back then, but, mm-hmm. but wrestlers, people like that... It was MMA.
5: It was just called hobo fights.
0: Yeah, it was pretty much just hobo fights back then. But, yeah, actually being around people who are physically able to destroy everyone within miles and then seeing other people thinking, well, just because of social media I can act like that, it's like, "Mm -hmm." Mm mm-hmm. No, 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 that's not well, a good idea.
3: I mean, I think what it is is that with social media, I mean, people are having relationships via social media. Well,
0: that's how I met you, actually.
3: Well, yeah. That's and and then, you yeah. know, people, they don't physically interact with one another, so all they have to be tough is their words. Yeah. Because they don't have to confront people, they can do it from state to state, country yeah. to country. They don't. Yeah have that interaction so they think their words are gonna be who they are and they don't think things through no when they I mean and it's funny when you see somebody post something and then you start seeing the comments coming in and they're arguing and then by the end of the thread they're arguing arguing about something completely mm-hmm. not even oh, yeah. the original
0: post within about five comments and they've completely changed the and it's like
3: they're arguing about the argument and, and it's like it's it's so frustrating because it's like, is this all you live for? Yeah, I mean, yeah. these people, that's all they do.
0: Is A lot this, of them, that is all they do. It's absolutely it's, true.
3: It's like, oh, my God, just put the computer away. I mean, are you that miserable that you have to project that all over the place? You
1: know, but then there's, like, videos of, like, rotund napping
3: that's a i love to go on social media
0: (laughs) for oh that's good (laughs) yeah that's a good thing i many many years ago when when did social media hit? like 2008 or something facebook
3: was about 2008 yeah yeah. about
0: 2008 something like that but it wasn't too long after that and i was totally innocent but my god did i get shredded by people they were talking about there was a story about adam lambert Right, And I don't know who Adam Lambert is. Not, Me it, he, either. He was on American Idol. Okay.
4: And he... He's no Freddie Mercury.
0: He he did head up Queen for a while, right? <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. But the problem is I didn't know who he was because I didn't watch American Idol. And I said, and I didn't mean anything by it. I just was asking a question. Why is there a story about Adam Lambert and there's a picture of a woman in it? Mm. But it was Adam Lambert. Oh, you just didn't know. Uh, yeah. But I didn't know. Right. So they were like, oh, my God, you homophobe! You're so horrible. I said, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. He said, that's Adam. I went, oh, God.
3: Yeah, because he wears <laughs> the guy liner and yeah, he's yeah. flamboyant. And...
0: I thought it was a woman. I didn't know who he was. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't going, like, oh, God, he looks just like a woman. I, actually, I thought it was his sister then. Mm-hmm. I said, I think I made the comment, why did they put a picture of his sister in there? Yeah, yeah. And then they really oh my god, it was but I didn't know and I didn't mean anything by it, but people, oh my god, did they get mad at me? Yeah. Like I didn't I don't know anything about that. But yeah. Uh, oh. Shane That's... Moss is at Acme tonight tomorrow night 8 and 10:30. It was nice of you to come out. You're our first guest in this new location. Oh yeah. Yep. You're uh, our I like first it. in studio guest in the yeah, new location. I mean, it's uh, the cupcakes really sold me. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine the Cupcake, the Cupcake Queen. Yeah. It'll work. Was well, great seeing you again. I'm great glad to see hear you, you guys. No, uh,
1: again. Tell us about your movie on the way out. Uh, you can go to psychonauticsfilm.com. You can go to shanemoss, M-A-U-S-S dot uh, I, I need to, the tickets are going on sale like today, so uh, getting my website updated soon. So if you know anyone in L.A., I would love to see uh, people out. Excellent. Shane, thank you. Great seeing you. Thank you. We'll be
0: back in a few minutes. It's Tom Bracho.